This is Mental Health in You with WCPA. We're your hosts, Taylor Kennedy, Caitlin Schaefer, and Jacqueline Simplecamp. Our podcast covers mental health topics for you. From us, licensed mental health professionals. Let's get to this week's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Mental Health in You. We're so glad you could join us this week. We really are. This week is a back-to-school episode focusing on college students. I'm really excited for this one, guys. I think this is an important and really relevant topic right now because obviously it's back-to-school time, and really for college students, it's starting school time. This is potentially a new endeavor for them, or maybe they're going back for another year. College is a huge transition for both the student and their parents, I would say. Jacqueline, I think that's right on track. And for me, I thought it was important for us to talk specifically about college students because I honestly don't think they get enough credit for all they take on, especially over the past two years with COVID-19. Oh, 100%. I actually can kind of relate. So I was finishing my graduate program when the pandemic like first hit and every facet of my experience was impacted. Like my internships were stopped. Graduation never took place. My capstone presentation looked completely different. Finals, I mean, everything. And this was really hard for me to deal with at times. And I only experienced it for like a brief period at the end of my experience. So I'd already had an amazing college experience and was kind of in my groove of how I would go about taking on graduate school and that kind of thing. I didn't need as much support because it was the end. But I have many clients and people in my personal life who were didn't have this and it's been their starting experience. And they've been really not pleased with what college has been like or their education has been like thus far. Oh my gosh. Like I forgot so I didn't realize that you were impacted by it too, Taylor. Yeah. Like yeah. Like when it first hit all of our internships, like I was interning at a private practice and telehealth wasn't completely approved yet. Right. But we weren't allowed to go in person. So it's like, what do you, what do you do? And you have to have your internship hours to graduate by the state requirement. So then school is fumbling to figure out, okay, what do we do? It was, I mean, it was crazy for everybody. Yeah. At the last place I work, I remember the interns were scrambling like, oh my God, what do we do? We need to finish our hours. And we were like, we don't know. Like we're, we need to help you, but this is all happening. And I don't know. It was crazy. And so I just really feel for everyone who was in that position. Yeah. As a student, knowing that like the faculty and like your mentors or, you know what I mean? Like it's out of their control as well. It's a pandemic. So as a college student or a grad student, it's hard. No, exactly. And really just in general, like pandemic aside too, I think that college students are dealing with so much and, you know, many people may not realize everything they have on their plates. This is typically the first opportunity they have as young adults to kind of be out in the world for the first time on their own, you know, in a way without the structure around them that they've experienced before. I think this time is when students start to forge their own path and become true individuals, which is again, a huge adjustment. Also, our late teens and early 20s is when potential mental health concerns start to show themselves, and this could be an added stressor as well. Those are all so true. I also tend to see a theme this time of year, but even more so recently with parents who are sending a child off to college for the first time, experiencing their own anxiety about the child leaving home. You are definitely right. This is a time for parents transitioning too. What I've noticed is anxiety too, and also parents adjusting to dealing with their kids not living in the home anymore, which can bring on different emotions, of course. Mm -hmm. 
I think the biggest thing for parents to do is to set expectations with their kids and really encourage two-way communication. So I think in doing this, so much anxiety and confusion can be taken out of the situation if conversations take place before the student leaves for college. That's true. Like going into it with conversations that were already had, expectations already in place, that kind of thing. So that, yes, the student or child, you know, can lead their own life and have some you know, autonomy in their journey and their college experience, but parents can also have some peace of mind in knowing that their child is safe as they take on this new endeavor. Yeah. Speaking of safe, because I think that's a big part of it with parents, right? Is they, they're not able to see their child come home every day. And, you know, there's just that having to release that attachment a little bit that's built. And but, control. Yes. Like their control in their day. And if, you know, they could do a lot more micromanaging when they're in your home. Yes, exactly. And so I recently heard of an incoming college freshman who was really struggling with their mental health and their parents were questioning whether they should go to college this year or if they should take the year off to focus on their health. I don't know. I thought that was, you know, such an interesting dynamic, these conversations that are starting. Have you guys heard of parents considering this before? Do you think that kids are talking about this too? I mean, I personally have noticed that both parents and the child are aware of how this pandemic has impacted them and their families. We know, you know, literature shows, evidence shows us that children are really receptive, right? They know what's going on around them. And so, you know, with our youth being so receptive, they know also how their parents are feeling and they, you know, are able to take on, unfortunately, some of that and be really aware, even if maybe the parent doesn't want them to be. And similarly, parents are well aware of their, like the chaos that academics has been. So many are reflecting on what, you know, their experiences were like at their child's age. If that, does that make sense? Like if they were their child's age, what were their experiences like and how would they feel if they lost out on those experiences or, you know, traditional continued education opportunities. But not to mention, like starting college is a huge milestone in a child's life and can be extremely scary for parents. Like we talked about, even outside of the pandemic's extra layer. I like how you touch on just kind of those scared feelings because it can be scary. It's a huge transition. And now with the pandemic included, it's even more to consider. And I think you're right. Everyone is super kind of perceptive and aware of their surroundings too. So I think in general, there's fear again about making sure the college student's mental health is stable. And I do understand feeling hesitant about the student going off to school, but this could also be what they need at the same time. Some people flourish when they're able to go off on their own. And as long as all of the supports are in place, I think it's okay to give the go ahead. You know, look at campus resources and see if they offer counseling to students or find someone in the area. As a parent, encourage your student to get involved on campus and talk through strategies to meet new people. And if they can build their own support system at school while also staying in touch with family and other friends, their new world they're creating will feel a lot more manageable and more personal to them, which I think can do wonders for their mental health. Support systems, or the lack thereof, play a huge role in not only our college experience, but our mental health, like you're saying, Jacqueline. So, you know, college is hard. Life is hard. And not being able to always create a support system for yourself or take advantage of normal resources and ways that you wouldn't meet people on campus makes it even harder. And schools are constantly changing their guidelines and academic learning styles. Almost every semester for some schools since, you know, COVID-19 has progressed, 
which leaves a lot of unknowns for students. Yeah, we mentioned earlier that many students are experiencing these mixed emotions, right? Of like excitement, but also anxiety um, and maybe that fear right around starting college. And in my experience, there's stressors around the unknown of a new school year and a new routine. Like Taylor was just saying, you know, so many things have kind of been up in the air or constantly changing and that can become very stressful. But there's also stress about making new friends and maybe being in a town where they don't know anyone or know very few people. There's just a lot of new experiences that understandably cause some nervousness. So having those supports in place can really help that back to school transition. And like we always say, supports are everything. So like we kind of talked about earlier, it's important for college students to make their school a new environment familiar to them. So having the mindset of creating a second home can be helpful because familiarity and community, I think, can be really grounding and comforting. So instead of saying like, okay, I just go to college here, be like, I belong here this is my home. This is where I spend a good chunk of the year. I'm creating a new path here, kind of shifting that mindset. So this can even be done through logistics, like walking through your schedule on campus and seeing where your classrooms are or figuring out where key places are like the health center or even the rec center, getting all your school supplies together to feel prepared, things like that. I mean, mindset is everything. With so much out of our control, focusing on what is in your control is going to be really helpful. So leaning on friendships that maybe are already established as you strive to create new connections can be helpful. Also, since we're all going through this, it's pretty relatable to be stressed and overwhelmed. So talk about it. Starting conversations with roommates, peers, sweet mates, whatever it might be, on the bus even, is a great way to meet new people and work towards building support for yourself. Yeah, I think in general, just knowing you could face some stress in the coming weeks, it's important to try to take as many of your current coping skills with you and reflect on how to make them work in your new setting, like you guys are saying. You know, for example, if you're used to going to the gym at home, make sure you make it a priority to, like Jacqueline said, find the rec center and start a good routine of going to the gym at your new school. I really like that because just maintaining the habits you already have and that consistency is something you can build off of and again, transfer to kind of your new life in college, like you said. And I think another coping skill could be to set up a regular phone call, let's say with a family member or a friend. If you can expect that you have this time scheduled, it can be a great way to feel connected or even confide in someone you already feel comfortable with. I think this can help with adjustment, especially when you're trying to branch out and meet new people while still having that connection and communication with someone that you already know. I feel like You know, the gym example, like you gave Caitlin or taking what we already have into college with us helps us to start with that foundation. So even if it's not what we maintain throughout our college experiences, that foundation really will set us up for, you know, good, healthy mental health support. A hundred percent. And I think because of like COVID right now, some of the traditional resources or things that we would maybe be doing when we first get to college they may not be there. They may be changing. So having that stuff that we've already utilized in place is maybe more important than ever right now for students. Okay. So I think, so I was thinking since the three of us are all still fairly young, it could be fun for us to all share one thing looking back that we wish we would have known in college, like a helpful piece of advice that we learned. What's yours, Jacqueline? Okay. I really like that. My biggest piece of advice is that you need to remember that it's normal to not always be having the best time of your life. 
And the reason I say this is because it can be easy to compare your college experience to someone else's or see what is being posted on social media, for example, and feel like your life isn't living up to that. I think that college life has its ups for sure, and you will love parts of it, but there are also going to be times that you feel lonely or you're struggling with friends or with school. So in sum, all of that is normal, and I just want you to be prepared for that if you have those feelings. Trust me, you're not alone, and you're not going to be the only one feeling that way. So Taylor, what about you? Oh, gosh. (laughs) How do I decide? Okay, mine would probably like, there's no quote-unquote right way to do college. Even if society, a friend, a family member, or a teacher has you thinking or feeling otherwise, college is what you make it, and you're going to learn as much or as little as you put into it. However long it takes you, however many classes you can handle or can't handle at a time, who cares? It is your journey, and it's okay to not always know what you're doing. There are endless opportunities for networking, growing, challenging yourself starting over if you seek them. So believe in yourself. Do not give up. Take it one day at a time. That would probably be my thing is just do it your way and make sure you can lay your head down on the pillow at night knowing I did the best I could with the tools I had today. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay, (laughs) Caitlin, what's yours? Okay. So I am at first, I kind of was thinking very similarly to what you were saying, Taylor, of like, you know, it's going to be tough and it's going to be different for everybody. Right. I like how you say like, make it your own. I think that's so important. And like, you don't have to have it all figured out. Right. I think that's what I really wish someone would have told me It's like at 18 years old, you don't have to have it all figured out. Cause I think that's a common feeling that clients and a lot of just people think you might change majors. You probably, probably will. will. Yeah. <laughs> and that's <Most> okay. <laughs> right. Um, I changed like twice. Yeah. Because I knew I wanted mental health, but I didn't know specifically what route I wanted to take. Yeah. But I don't know if like that side of it's talked about enough or like acknowledged or seen to be as okay. But most importantly, I think it's finding balance of, you know, prioritizing schoolwork and academics, but also making sure that you are enjoying just the experience and being in the moment with friends and just being at college. So just finding that balance, I think is important. Agreed. I think we always say too that like things aren't set in stone. Like for example, I wanted to be a dentist. Ha ha. Definitely not a dentist right now. I didn't know that. So yeah, things just change so much, obviously. So going along with like that balance you were talking about, Caitlin, I think there's a lot of things that we're going to have to keep track of in school. So like classes, work and internships, social life, of course. I think that all of these things have a place in your schedule. It's just about, again, balancing time and prioritizing tasks. And then too, don't forget to make time for yourself. Taking breaks is key and doing what you need for you is what's going to keep you pushing through all of this. Absolutely. That reminds me of like professional self-care, taking breaks, Mm -hmm. not just go, go, go. Also, please have fun. Do not take it too seriously, or you're truly going to miss out on some amazing opportunities for friendships and travels and adventures. Now, like Jacqueline, you just said, right? Manage your time so that you get to a point where you can enjoy yourself and have fun while your responsibilities are already taken care of. There is plenty of time to take care of your responsibilities and then enjoy lighthearted times. 
And if you're nervous about going back to school or starting it for the first time, you're far from the only one. So deep breaths, have some fun. Yes. My heart really goes out to those in college right now. It's just a tough time. Several college students I know either personally or professionally have really shared their feelings that they really haven't got that full college experience because of the pandemic. Like Taylor said earlier, I sense there's almost some grief and loss emotions that they're dealing with. And those are valid feelings right now, in my opinion. So I just think that it's important to allow yourself to cope with those. Yeah, there are completely feelings of grief and just kind of feeling like people are mourning even what they didn't get to experience, kind of like what you said. Yeah. I think giving yourself permission to mourn the loss of what you've had in the past or again, even what you didn't get to experience is so important. I also think that talking with peers is therapeutic because it's a reminder that you're not the only one who is going through this experience. I'm with you, though. I think the pandemic has really done a number on college students, especially. The pandemic has done a number on all of us, and it's most likely going to continue to. I want to mention while it's on my mind that almost every single college or university has a mental health center, like therapist available, um, or some form of resources for students. So if you're away at school or just a student who has found themselves needing some extra help, see what your school has to offer. I mean, often you're already paying for these resources in your tuition or your school offers free mental health services to its students. So you might as well take advantage. But there are so many different ways that our mental health plays a role in our lives and in college and our experience in college. So take care of it. If that means you need to see a counselor or therapist off campus, that's okay too. You know, do what's best for you, but definitely prioritize your mental health. I'm really thankful that mental health services are so much more accessible now. And the stigma I think is starting to go away for this age group, at least. So many college students I know talk about going to therapy and they'll talk about mental health with their friends too. I think that the culture around it has changed so much, even since we've been in college. Acknowledging that mental health needs to be cared for is going to make everyone's experience so much better. I'm really glad we were able to talk about this today, guys. I really think that our listeners um, will find this topic relatable, and I hope they think it's helpful. We are definitely so grateful for this platform to have these conversations. Speaking of being grateful for this platform and on the topic of back to school, we do have some news to share with our listeners today. So I personally was invited to take on an additional role through WCPA by doing some work in a school this year. And as many of you may know, I worked in schools for like six years prior to joining WCPA. So this is kind of a cool, like full circle opportunity for me. And while I'm really, really excited to be able to see clients in the office and go back into schools, this also has led me to unfortunately having to step back from my time on the podcast. So with that said, since school is starting back any day now, this was going to be my last week on the podcast. And man, is it bittersweet. It is bittersweet for sure. I've also been struggling with finding balance and I need to step back from the podcast as well. I've become busier with clients lately and it's important for me to focus on that right now. I really prioritize client care and I know I can do my best for them if I don't have as much on my plate. It's definitely sad leaving the podcast and we'll miss making episodes for you guys every week for sure. I have loved each and every moment of this podcast with y'all, but I'm excited to see what the future has in store for the both of you. Thank you so much to everyone who has joined us on this eight month long journey of making mental health less taboo to talk about. We hope that you have really benefited from listening to us talk each week. 
Yeah. It's crazy that it's been eight months that we've been doing this. I think we have covered a lot of ground with topics. And I think the three of us have really gotten closer as well as colleagues and friends. And it's just been really meaningful to us. And we're really grateful for all of our listeners who have joined in. I agree. So with that being said, thank you all again for joining us. As always, if you have any questions or comments about today's episode, DM us on Instagram at mentalhealthinyou. Take care, y'all. Bye, everyone.